from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour, and we are taking your calls about life, money, taxes, investing, getting out of debt. We want to help you take the right next step for your financial future. The number to call is 888-825-5225. And it's been a fun week of Ramsey Show so far. And uh, I say that biasly because I was uh, co-hosting every single one. But here's some of the crazy calls we took. There was a guy who wanted to buy a house before he got married as a premarital asset. So I he was strategically trying to get this in there before he proposed. Oh, yeah. Interesting call there. I remember that one. And uh, we, we talked to a sweet woman who was enabling her niece in a toxic family situation. Mom was in a cult. Niece is in Australia freeloading off the ant. It was a complicated one there. Yikes. Oof. And uh, this one was a doozy, Jade. We talked to a woman who was $500,000 in consumer debt, and her husband refused to work with her uh, as a team and said, I'm just resigning myself to bankruptcy. Oh, it all Lord. Goes down. Oh, gosh. And as someone who got out of almost half a million dollars in consumer debt. Man, I feel her pain. I feel her pain, but I'm also super proud of her. Yeah. Woof. That was a tough one. And of course, uh, Christina Ellis shared her no spend challenge that she's doing in January. And many of our audience members, her her followers on Instagram are doing that as well. Have you ever done the no spend challenge? Uh, George, the first seven years of my life with that debt was a no spend challenge. It I, wasn't I, a cute I, trend back then. No, dude. I did seven and a half years of no spending. I, I can't go back. I won't go back. You're done with that life. <laughs> Well, it's a fun exercise. Of course, you it have is. to pay your bills and all that. But the idea is to spend on no luxuries, only the necessities yeah. to get by. And it's a great way to, to advance in your financial goals. It is. You can solidify those habits. I love it. So, hey, if you missed any of these calls, any of these episodes, you can check them out on your favorite podcasting platform. And, of course, on our YouTube channel. Be sure you catch up on that. Always good times. So let's get to the phones. Max joins us in Stanford, Connecticut. Max, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, George and Jade. It's uh, great to be talking with you and you know, pumped to be on the show. All right. What's going on, Max? Uh, so quick question. Um, my wife and I are actually looking into 2023, planning our goals financially. And um, we have just moved into four, five, and six. So we purchased our first home back in October. So we've kind of completed that big milestone. And, you know, we were at a period of time where we were just stashing away money and trying to look forward to the, the purchase. And now we're in a bit of a different mindset. And we're trying to figure out exactly where to put our eggs in which basket. We're looking at really the home of paying down the mortgage a bit more, mm-hmm. even though we know we're not going to be here for you know the long term. It's not our; it's a stepping stone home for us for the next five to seven years. Okay. Versus putting money into a mutual fund and doing that type of investing um, for the next several years. Well, that's a good question, Max. You know, you know, you said you just entered into baby steps four, five, and six. And so we're always going to teach for you to walk out those baby steps in order. And when it comes to baby steps four, five, and six, you're doing them simultaneously, but you're also doing them in order by priority. So we do want to make sure that with baby step four, you're investing 15% of your income um, into mutual funds, whether it's through, you know, your 401k through work, or if you're doing an IRA or Roth IRA, something like that. But when you have the money left over, then you can start putting that towards the house. How does that sound to you? 
Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, me and my wife, we both do 15% into our Roth 401ks at work. Okay. And I guess the, the question was more so like an outside brokerage account. Should we start putting dollars in there and prioritize that versus paying down the home? I see, I see. Knowing that we more more than likely we won't be here as our forever home. Well, we won't be here on this earth either for forever. <laughs> so I, I like to just think of it this way. That money that you are paying into the mortgage is not disappearing. Right. You're paying it into the equity. And when you go and sell that house seven years from now, my goal for you would be that you pay this thing off and then you have extra money even before you move. So that would be my goal is to pay it off. When you sell it, all of that equity gets rolled into your next property. That's right. George makes a good point. Your house is a forced savings account. So you're not, it's not like that money's going down a, you know, d- down a dark hole. You're going to get that money again. So a great time to go beyond you know, your normal mutual funds, your normal 15% would be after you've paid that house off, right, George? Once you get there, that is baby step seven. And then you can really start building wealth at a higher rate. So you can increase your investing, you can increase your giving, you can increase your spending. Uh, That's really where it becomes a choose your own adventure. But until then, do 15% only. And if you max out the 401ks, there are other options. You can do backdoor Roths, depending on your incomes. There's a lot of other options. And then if you run out of all of those options, you can move to the brokerage account. But right now, I'd be focused on paying off that house with any extra margin you guys have. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have kids? No, not yet. Just uh, two cats. All right. Cat cat daddy. I love it. All right. Yeah. George is giving you great advice. And uh, yeah, I, I would do exactly that. And if kids come into the picture, then of course, you'll be looking at baby step five as well. Love it. Thanks for the call, Max. Let's move on to Angela in Canton, Ohio. Angela, welcome to the show. Angela, are you with us? Yes, I'm oh, here. You got me nervous. Okay. How can we help today? <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of cut out all of a sudden. I'm not sure what happened there. Through the airwaves. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I currently have an equity line at a variable rate. Okay. It's a small amount of money. It's like 33000 And I started to look, because of rates changing, I started to look into possibly going back into a conventional loan. The reason why I did the equity in the first place was um, through a divorce. It was my legal obligation, and it's what I could do at the time. So I, um, I can get a rate of like 5.75 going back into a 15 year loan, but the kicker with this that I have to make the decision on is I had done a bad thing in the way of co-signing for my children's cars. Mm. So in order for this to happen, they have to pay off the vehicles. Or, or, you know, basically they're going to take that amount of money and suck it into the mortgage. So now, instead of a $30,000 mortgage, I'm looking at a $60,000 mortgage. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, my kids would still pay me for the cars and stuff like that. But I'm thinking, now I'm playing, I said to the gentleman, I said, now I'm paying closing costs as well. Is this really the smartest thing for me to do? Of course, he's still in the mortgage. So, of course, he says yes. (laughs) But None of this sounds like the smartest thing to do uh, if we're going to yeah. make a list. Yeah, so what, what are your other options here? Well, she could stay in the loan she's in. Well, yeah, I could stay in my 8% and then it's a variable. So that means... I'd be attacking know. that thing with a vengeance versus rolling more and more debt into this with a refinance. Mm-hmm. And try to get out of that co-signed loan with your kids as quickly as possible. Yeah, get could those they cars refinance out off. of this into their own names? 
I don't know. Um, I guess they, I could have them look into it at this point. Yeah, I'm going to do some more homework, Angela, to see how we can get your names off of all of this debt and yes. stop going further into debt and start to dig ourselves out of this. If that means extra income, cutting expenses, doing whatever you have to do to get this HELOC out of your life, I'm sorry for what you went through. That's a really tough situation, not something you ever would have chosen, but we are rooting for you to get this debt gone ASAP. More of The Ramsey Show coming up. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. If you're a pastor listening today, we know you've had a hard few years, long hours, lower church attendance, all while trying to keep your own house running. And you've had to take care of so much. And so here at Ramsey Solutions, we want to help take care of you because you deserve a safe space to talk about the hard things you're dealing with, especially if you're struggling with money. And that's why we created a free pastors-only version of Financial Peace University. Over six weeks, you're going to be with pastors, learning with them from all over the country how to pay off debt and build wealth so that you can retire with confidence. What's really cool is that this class is led by folks on our team who understand the pressures that pastors are under, and they've got a heart for you. So if you want to join this free pastors-only Financial Peace University, go to RamseySolutions.com slash pastor. That's RamseySolutions.com slash pastor. And if you uh, know a pastor in your life, in your community, please let them know about this. We'd love to have as many people impacted by this as possible. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Roger's up in Denver, Colorado. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jade. Thank you, George, for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Well, I want to open up an IRA in a brokerage account so I can invest in mutual funds. And I've heard Dave, you know, ask the question, do you want to pay taxes on $1,000 today or a million dollars tomorrow? Now, so I'm wanting to find out which one is the best one for the best tax advantages. It's a great question, Roger. It's it's like an old riddle, and there's so many factors that go into this. And of course, we're big fans of the Roth option in general mm-hmm. because it's going. You know, you're using after-tax dollars. It's growing tax-free, but you withdraw it tax-free. There's no required minimum distributions, but it also factors in how old you are. So, what is your age? 
57. Okay. And how much do you have right now in retirement? Oh, not much. 30,000. Do you have any other assets that you would consider part of retirement? Uh, A home? No. Okay. So you're renting right now? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I've been buying, uh, I I own a company. I've been buying uh, equipment, buying uh, commercial trucks and and what is your income on the road? And, uh, right now it's about eight hundred thousand a year. Wow! My goodness. Hey, I have a question. What has yeah. kept you from investing up till this point? Stupidity. <laughs> is I, I didn't I, know I if it was debt or you know. No, just you know, at the end of the month, you always wonder where'd my money go. I don't have a big stereo system. I don't have a big screen TV and all the CDs and. Well, how long have you been making 800K? Oh, for, I'm going to say about four years. Roger. But I just I just put a big chunk of money into equipment. Roger. This, this is a wake-up call, dude. You you make yes, too big of an income. How much debt do you have? Uh, I just bought a truck. It's 120000 and a trailer for 36000 All right. Okay, so I just want to double check because you said you own your own business. The 800K, that's that's bottom line, right? Like that is pure profit, correct? Uh, that's gross profit. I'm going to say it would probably okay. be around 200000 Okay, that's a whole different story. So 200K is what you're bringing home. That's your net. That's what you're, that's what you're bringing home to buy the bacon, all right? Still an excellent income. But, you know, I think that you, you got to get your priorities in line. We got to stop creating more debt. We got to stop buying new trucks. You've got to save for retirement. It's it's creeping up on you. It's peeping and it's creeping. And if you don't make changes, you are not going to be ready. I love that you're calling in here asking about investments, but there's some steps that you need to take first in order to really set yourself up uh, to, to be ready to go. And we got to eliminate this debt. We need to walk out these baby steps. All right. Oh, and- I will. That debt will be gone within... By the end of this year. Are you are you on every dollar? Are you using a budget? <clears throat> yes. Okay, sweet. So you, you've got a yes, plan to I've win. Yeah, I've got it all planned out. I've got it down to how much money, you know, to the penny what I make and how much it, where everything's going. Good, and good. I know that by November of this year, everything uh, will be completely paid off. Okay, so I just want to make sure right now you're just looking towards the future, right? Because you know the way we teach, we're not investing until we get the debt paid off. And the reason for that is so that you can throw as much money as you're at your debt as possible so you can get it knocked out. So I'm happy that you're doing research now, but I also want to reiterate, it's not time for that yet. But let that, right, let, yeah, let that light a, a fire under your butt to keep going and get this debt paid off with a vengeance. You got to move. So Roger, right. are you, is it just you in this business? Yeah. Okay. An option you can look into, because here's the thing with the IRA, you are 57, so you you are eligible for the catch-up contributions, but that's still only going to be 7500 bucks, which isn't quite enough to retire on. Now, you, how long do you plan on working for? Oh. Do you want to retire someday? Yes. Let's start planning oh, for I, it. I wanted to retire 10 years ago. And so part of that is this debt is holding you back from retiring because it's holding you back from investing and stocking away a whole bunch of money. And so my A1 is to get rid of this debt, and I'm questioning if you need this truck. Is there another option? Because I'm guessing this truck is for your business, right? 
Well, yeah, it's a semi. It's a I haul refrigerated goods. Is there another option that you, where you could sell this truck and get a cheaper used one? Uh, no, not at this, not at this time. Okay. This is this is a used one. Okay. That I'm getting. So the yeah, RA one is to use that 200 grand income to pay off this what 156 grand of debt, which I think you could yeah. do in under two years. Does that sound reasonable? Uh, by November of this year. Wow. How are you going to do that? I have no other debt. I mean... It's just the truck. The cost, the cost of food. Okay. So you're going to live on nothing, is what you're saying. Right. I love I mean, it. I spend, I spend a couple hundred bucks on food. Are you a renter or no, do you I, have a mortgage? Uh, neither. I don't maintain a house or... So wherever the truck is, that, that's you, home. You just kind of live in out of the cab? Truck. The truck I just bought is going to be, I'm putting a driver in it. Okay. okay. So here's another thing to think about, Roger. I want you working with an investing professional who can help guide this whole process over the next several years to show you a plan and say, hey, here's when you're going to be able to retire based on the numbers we're laying out. And they're going to also show you options where you can invest as a person who's self-employed into something like a solo 401k. So that way you have way more options than just that IRA limited to 7500 bucks. That's right. And a good thing about that solo 401k, George, is that you can do contributions on each side as the employer and then also as the employee. So that's helpful um, when tax day comes. Yeah, to catch up because you're, you're obviously behind on the retirement side, but you have a great income. And I just don't want you having to work for another 10 years if you're even able to mm-hmm, versus saying, mm-hmm. hey, if I can get this income up to 250, 300 and I'm throwing you know, 100, 200 grand away, even if it's outside of retirement in a brokerage account, in a savings account, you'll be able to have a, a a retirement with dignity at that point, which is my goal for you. Yeah. How's that right. sound? And now, did you say it was the Roth that it has the best? So Roth is going to go yeah. in at, with after-tax dollars, grow tax-free. At your, with your age, it may be more beneficial to do the traditional IRA. And so that's another thing to bring up with your SmartVestor Pro. You can reach out to them at RamseySolutions.com. We've got them in your area in Denver. You can click on Ramsey Recommends and get in touch with one of them to walk through all of those options. And uh, Roger, okay. one more question for you. The way your business is set up, does it require you working to bring in money or is it something that you'll be able to manage as you get older and have others? Does that make sense? That Could they're you hire doing someone the- and delegate? Yeah, it'll be something that I can manage because the the new truck I just bought, I put a driver in it. It's okay. leased on with the it's leased on with the company. Good. So basically, they they keep that truck moving. I can go sit on the beach and good, good, good. Send trucks. I, I yeah, I just wanted to make sure that you had it. I wanted to make sure you had it set up in such a way that you're not having to do the brunt, the hard labor as you get on up there in age, and that you can still bring in some money. And be sure you get rid of this debt and then run that business debt-free, Roger. That is the best path to an earlier retirement for you. We're wishing you the best, man. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. 
I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Well, Jade, we saw this headline earlier this week from Yahoo, and uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Here it is. <laughs> Half of Gen Zers said they don't see a point in saving money until things return to normal. Oh, Instead, George. they're investing in themselves. George, Here's what that looks like. you know I have thoughts on this. That's why I brought it to you, so, Jade. So many thoughts, so many questions, so little time. Number one, the what, the whole part about until things return to normal. We talked about this a little before the segment, and I'm like, are they talking about the pandemic? Because the pandemic is over. We it, need to define normal. It, what is normal? What? Well, normal is broke. We know that. That's hey, true. Okay, okay. But they're wanting it like normal to them. I think is yeah. everything's great. The economy's perfect. I have a perfect job in the perfect place, and I can afford everything. Mm. I don't think that exists. It, that is utopian. It one hundred percent does not exist. And let's look at it from this angle. I mean, if you don't view times as normal, if you're still viewing times as you know kind of like state of emergency or like crazy inflation, whatever, that's the best time to save, right? Like that's when we should be saving our money. That's when we should be pulling back a little bit. That's not really the time. I don't know. I feel like the the thought here is a little bit backwards for me, but you know, maybe I'm not a Gen Zer, so well, maybe I'm missing something. 56% of them put their retirement planning on hold during the pandemic, which if you're in a time where you're fearful, I feel like saving more money would be beneficial. That's what I'm saying. You should be saving. And and more questions, again, more questions. Gen Zers, so this is young America. I'm thinking, and, and here's my thoughts here, because I want people to, to retire and I want them to invest in their retirement early because we know that when it comes to investing, time is your friend, right? But it's also making me wonder, like, what you're investing already? Do you have debt? Are you working the baby steps? Like, there's a way to do this and do it right, you oh, know? Yeah. And they talk about here they're prioritizing making up for those missed years during the pandemic with exciting experiences and good memories. <laughs> George, why are you provoking I'm me, sorry. George? I'm sorry. I'm poking the bear You're here. Investing in myself. So what, like starting my own business? Again, the 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 mentality here is not making sense because on the one hand, we're like, oh, it's crazy times. You know, we want to, we don't want to save our money. Like we want to wait till it goes back to normal. But on the other hand, we're talking about business ventures. I don't know. There's just a side of this that's not making a whole lot of sense it to me. It feels like it's a good way to justify doing whatever I want to do because saving is like eating your vegetables. Facts. And so like, hey, it's not the time to eat our vegetables, people. Facts. Okay? We're in a time of crisis. Yeah. The Brussels sprouts can wait. Yeah. They're, they're, this is like me time for these people. But these quotes are just, they're bet I love that they're betting on themselves. We're investing in ourselves. It's very eat, pray, love. Like I'm going to go find myself in Europe. And while I'm a big fan of investing in yourself so that you can have a better career, if that means furthering your education, things yeah. like that, that's great. Yeah. But we don't do that at the expense of our financial future. Definitely not. And I mean, I think you can really have this pie in the sky when it comes to like betting on yourself in business. But I read a stat that said 18% of startups fail in the first year and 50% of startups fail in five years. Mm. So that's, that's risky. Like if we're saying I'm gonna take my retirement money and bet on myself. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all about like chasing a dream and like going after stuff. But 
we we not at the expense of like reality like we've got to think this thing through there's a right way to do this we want to set ourselves up for success right like let's pay off our debt let's get some great savings in place you know let's start saving up to to bet on yourself but let's pay cash for it like let's not go out and get like business loans and no latida. da you know what I'm saying? There's and a way to do this, The George. financial planner quoted in this said, talking about their clients, said, right now they may be thinking, I don't want to put money into a retirement account because that's taking away from the dollars that I've been able to invest in myself and what I'm trying to do to achieve my dreams and create an impact for the world. LOL. What in the we are the world is this mentality? I don't know, George. I, I, I'm confused by it because there was another part that said, it said um, they are seeking some sort of control. Because the consumer price index, it's distressing, stubborn inflation, the stock market volatility. It says Americans are facing financial strain due to rising housing, grocery costs. It's also difficult to put faith in the stock market, which has seen significant ups and downs. So they're literally burying their head in their sand and going, I'm just going to go to the beach because life is expensive. Well, they're like, the stock market is going up and down. I don't, I don't know what to do. That is really the heart of this is there is a microwave mindset in our culture today. We're not thinking long term. We see the stock market go down. And so they go, well, why would I invest in that? I'm just losing money. And the thing they need to remember is, and for you guys watching, the stock market does this, but it does this as it goes up. So it goes up and down while continuously traveling up. So we know that, you know, if you look at the past, okay, we can look at the past 30 years in the S&P 500, it's still having an annualized rate of return, 10.7%. And we're going to look at up. this time in history, 10 years from now, we're going to yep. go, oh, look at that little dip. You got to zoom out. Zoom out, be a crockpot in a world full of microwaves, Yeah. invest into your future, regardless of what's happening in the economy, Yes. and you'll be far better off. But do it in the right way, Gen Zers. Let's get our debt paid off because I know y'all got student loan debt. Oh, yeah. They're trying to do 17 things at once. Yeah. You got to focus. All right. Good stuff there. Eric joins us up next in Minneapolis. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Um, so I'm 19 and I just got my real estate license early September. Cool. And I made some stupid decision and I invested a bunch of money about a year and a half ago. And it was around 18,000 and now it's down to about 13, 14,000. So pretty much over $4,000. Um, but I have no income and I have about $9,000 worth of debt. And normally I would just ride the roller coaster, but, um, well, we, we just had a great normally, conversation normally, about this, Eric. I hope you were listening. No, we did. What did you no, invest normally, in? Was this single stocks? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was index funds and single stocks. And okay. now, uh, yeah, like I said, normally uh, I take that back. And this I was like your entire world, this money. I bet. And this was your life you, savings. Yeah, pretty much. I, I just have to ask, and I'm not doing this to poke fun. I, I just want to know, did you get this advice from the gram? Did you get it from TikTok? Did somebody tell you, hey, dude. This is what you, you need, need to do. You need to take all your money and put it here. I'm just curious because um, I know there's a lot of that out there right now. No, I don't. I guess I don't really remember where I got. I didn't even have social media at the time. But uh, but where did, where did the idea come from to yeah. go, hey, I've got 9000 in debt. I've got eighteen in the bank. Eh, I'm going to just let the debt sit. I'm going to invest this all. That's what I want to know. Well, so I actually, yeah, so the debt came. I didn't really find the show till probably three or four months ago. 
the debt came after all the investments. I actually invest. I got student loans out in order to invest it. Mm-hmm. And then I found the shell and then I realized I screwed up. <laughs> all right. See, this is, you go just ahead. got your, your real estate license. I think you need to get any job right now because nice. it could be six months to a year before you actually see commission on your first sale, right? That's right. Right. And so we need income today. And so I'm going to go find the best job that I can with the skills that I have that pays the most money mm-hmm. so that I can create a financial foundation. Uh, and as far as the stocks go, you might just need to cash out because you need money right now. And so this 5000 that you lost, I'm calling it a stupid tax and yeah. I'm going to learn to never do that again and only invest into my retirement and have a long-term mindset so that my butt doesn't get taken from me when and, I lose 5000 And he can take that money and pay off his debt. Yeah, because it's going to be thirteen k well, that you're going to receive, right, Eric? Yeah, but the and the other thing is, I'm living at home still, so I it will last me a long time. So I feel like part of me feels like if I just hang on to it and be very well, we're going to um, work the baby brutal. steps. You're, you're going to work the baby steps. You're going to cash out this stock. You're going to take nine k of the thirteen k. You're going to pay off your debt, Leaves and then you you're going to put the next bit of money. Well, you're going to keep a thousand as an emergency fund, and you're going to pay off your debt, and then in the same day. You're going to start putting towards three months of expenses. And we're going to just walk up the line and work these baby steps and get a real job until real estate's making you money that you can let go of that job and do real estate full time. Mm. And man, once you you touch that hot stove once, it never happens again. So I'm glad you learned it early, man. We've we've all done stupid with zeros on the yep. end. And uh, you'll look back at this and laugh one day when you're a millionaire and you follow these baby steps. That's right. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, co-host of this show, of course, as well as Smart Money Happy Hour with our good friend Rachel Cruz. Join this hour by Jade Warshaw. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Now, if you're listening to this show, I imagine you enjoy it. Hopefully it's helpful for you. It motivates you on your financial journey. And here's my one ask because it is a free show. Would you consider subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing it with a friend. We want to make big impact in 2023 with this message and help people become debt-free and build wealth. And that is the best way to do it is by word of mouth, leaving reviews, subscribing, make the algorithms love it, uh, all of that good stuff. So we appreciate you guys doing that. Let's get to the phones. Alex joins us in Des Moines. Alex, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hello. What's How's up? it going? Thank you so much for taking my call. Funny, George, that you mentioned the making a big impact in 2023. Why is that? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What you got so going on, 2022 Alex? 2022 for me and my wife was a year of stork mode and stupid techs. Mm. <laughs> I'm currently looking at the beginning of this year with 31K in student loans and about $800 in medical and a condo that we currently live in with about 20 to 25K in equity, depending on how good a sale we get. 
My question is, should I sell the condo to blow off baby step two? What's your take-home pay? Take-home pay for our household, it fluctuates a little bit based on the year, but we're looking at about 53000 53000 or hundred? Yeah. 53000 53000 for the year. Okay. And when it comes to this condo, where what would you guys do if you sold it? Would you just rent for a while? We would go into renting. I just recently, well, May, took a job as a pastor in a smaller town that's about a 45-minute commute currently. We would rent somewhere there. What's your mortgage payment right now? Our mortgage payment, counting the HOA fee, is a is seven ninety five a month. Okay, that's good. That's reasonable at least. And rural Iowa for the win. I mean, looking at these numbers, nothing to me says fire mode, sell the condo. No. It feels like a lot right now because you're staring down thirty two thousand and you're bringing home fifty three. But these numbers are really encouraging to me if you guys get intense about it. Okay. How much could you throw at the debt each month? If you went scorched earth, we're on a budget, written plan, we're not eating out, shaving all the subscriptions, expenses, mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. extra, how much could you throw at the debt each month? Honestly, I don't know. Like I said, when the baby was born, we went into stupid tax. I, my wife and I need to really... What does that mean, yeah. stupid tax to you? Did you guys just haul off and buy a bunch of stuff that you didn't need for the baby? Like, did you go into debt? Not quite. Because I see the medical debt and student loans. Our stupid tax was more we paid off our last credit card before we got the final bill for the baby. That's why we have medical debt right now. Okay. And then we, our fast food budget quadrupled from where it was in Mm. July. I get it. You got a newborn at home. Nobody feels like cooking. It's like you're exhausted at the end of the day. Let's just order takeout. Look, I get it. Definitely been there. I'm with George. I mean, I think you guys need to sit down and crunch some numbers. It sounds like you've kind of been, you know, in la-la land a little bit, enjoying a new baby, getting your life together because your life is totally different now. You've just had a major life change. And, you know, that's cool. Give yourself a little bit of grace there. But now you see what's going on. It's time to get... Yeah, you're ready to make some changes. How much money do you guys have in the bank? We have our... 1000 emergency fund, and then Good. at the moment, we're at about 3400 just checking that's going in and out for bills. Okay. So your next day one sounds like that medical debt, which you can knock out within the next paycheck? If we go scorched earth, that plus my, my decent portion of my salary may should probably be in the next paycheck. Well, Alex, you, oh, sorry. You should be bringing home about 4400 a month, right? Somewhere around there? Yeah. Yep, my wife also has a seasonal job that's kind of in there, so our January through April is significantly higher than our rest of the year. Are you doing a budget? Yeah, we run through every dollar every month. Okay, so I I want you to really look at that, and I want to, right now I feel like we have kind of like fake numbers. They're kind of like in the clouds. Squishy. It's very squishy. I think that we can, I, I want you and your wife to look at this tonight. I want you to get on every dollar, and I want you to have solid numbers in your brain going forward. This is the amount that we have extra uh, that we can put towards our debt for this month. 
you know, and then, you know, the months that come, you'll, you'll cross that mountain when you get to it. But it just sounds like everything's kind of just a guess right now. And it doesn't have to be like that. I think when things are very fluid and it's not a real number, then there's a lot of room for anxiety and fear. Whereas, and it's like, I don't know if we can do this. Maybe we can, if we buckle down, but if you really just get those numbers, then you'll know what you can do. And every dollar is great. It'll help project like exact dates for you, like yeah. payoff dates. There's a debt snowball calculator yeah. in there. And here's what happens. You start to enter the numbers and you go, we got 500 extra bucks yeah. and it's going to take us 40 years to pay off this debt. That sucks. We can do better than that. Yeah. What if we could double that? Okay, you get the side job. We cut this number. We're going to shop our insurance. We're going to change our withholdings. We're pausing all investing. Wow, now it's going to take us 18 months. And you start to feel that hope and that progress. And then you go, if I just live out that plan we put on paper, we're going to be there 18 months from now, no debt. That's right. You need to use the tools that we have for you and, and let those tools motivate you. Plug in the numbers, get excited, bring your wife on board. You guys can do this. How's that sound, Alex? Thank you. Did you leave That's any more hopeful than you I came? Guess. A little bit. I guess I might have just been impatient too. Well, that that's part of it. When you start on the Ramsey plan, there's a lot of impatience. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I can be debt free. Oh, yeah, I want that like now. Yeah. How, how do we how do we speed up that process? And that's a great feeling to have. And you got to use that fuel and turn that into actionable steps and habits that create momentum. And it's addictive. And Jade, you experienced this when you and your husband were paying off your massive mountain of debt. You go, oh, yeah. how much more can we do next month? Oh, next yeah. Month? And next month. Well, that's the thing. You know, I can tell he's excited because he's like willing. If you're willing to sell your house, you're excited. You that's know what I'm next saying? level intensity. That, that's next level. So it's just like what you said, George, finding a way to focus that in, in just the it's like a laser, right? You don't want it to go crazy. It's like just focus that in just the right direction. Really get intense because, you know, they don't have to sell the house. I mean, if they hated the house or they just want to rent, you know, like, sure, that's an option. But, you know. I don't think they need to do that. I think just getting on, using those tools, getting excited. You know, I know the feeling you want to get out of debt tomorrow, but sometimes you just have to walk out the process. And here's the thing. There is something to be said for that process. It's a wonderful thing if you have, you know, a large asset that you can sell off and become debt free. I'm not mad at that. I'm not knocking anybody who does that. But I will say there's something that happens in the process of debt snowballing that you can't. I mean, it's it's invaluable. It, it does something in your character. It does something in your habits. It does something in your faith. It does something in your relationships. And you cannot duplicate that in any other process. So I tell people all the time, man, don't try to skirt the process. Mm. You know, if you don't have to go ahead and walk through it, you know, it's worth it. It is worth it. That sacrifice is worth it for what's on the other side. Yeah, selling, selling the condo while an intense step doesn't necessarily change the habits that got us into the consumer debt in the first place. That's and so right. I love the idea of going, what am I willing to sacrifice? And you realize, oh, I didn't end up really needing that. I didn't really miss it. I didn't miss that old life except for maybe the eating out. That yeah. is something I can we can all say, I'm excited to get back to that once yes. I'm debt free. Oh man, I know that's right. And you know, I have to say this because somebody asked me about debt consolidation the other day and I was like, that's the other thing with debt consolidation. You put it all together. You feel like you did something. You feel like you did something. You think, oh, I have one payment. I have less debt. And you're more likely to take on more debt and you don't do the debt snowball process. Listen, when I clean my house and it all goes in the junk drawer and everything looks clean, I go, I did it. It's a trap. Nope. The junk is just not to be seen right now. <laughs> it's still there. Good there stuff. is purpose in the process, people. Love it. Good hour. Thank you so much to my co-host, Jade Warshaw. To all the folks in the booth, we got Austin, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew. And you, America, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back real soon on The Ramsey Show.
love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.